0: Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Webmasterradio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday. Eastern Time, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, a little piece of information I was reading in WallStreetJournal.com back oh, a couple of weeks ago uh, in the technology area, it's it's a story by John Gennarone, and it's about how folks on Twitter can actually change the outcomes of some of favorite TV shows. I just thought this was interesting. We all know that Twitter has grown remarkably over the last couple of years. Well, apparently, um, TV shows have really been a lot of interaction from Twitter in just the past year. Apparently, it's grown to 75.5 million tweets um, from just 8.8 million a year. Earlier. And, in fact, it's got producers of TV programs really paying attention. There were a good example uh, that John wrote about from Covert Affairs. Apparently, there is a blind character on that show. Now, I don't watch the show, so, you know, you may know about Augie Anderson. Well, apparently, there were tons of tweets about whether Augie would regain his lost eyesight. And so... Producers reacted and put in the final episode some scenes where a doc tells Augie that he isn't going to be able to get his site back. Uh, that's pretty interesting. Now, not everybody's on board with letting people uh, from the Twitter sphere in, impact what happens on TV shows. Um, Vampire Diaries actually said that they really work hard, not even though they do listen, they don't try to uh, have their fans sway them over Twitter although it does keep everybody pretty honest. I don't know about you, but apparently if you're a vampire, um, there's something about entering a home and invited. Well, apparently vampire fans called Vampire Diaries out on that, and they actually ended up course-correcting something. So what's interesting is there isn't necessarily a correlation between volume of social media comments and audience size. So you may have really rapid uh tweets but it may not pay off in viewers which i also thought was interesting so if you decide you want out there and tweet and try to um you know interact with your favorite show just know that it may or may not help um producers at all but i just thought that was interesting well our first pers- profile today is the coach queen she's watching a lot of tv there's more than 1.5 Women out there uh, who are the coach queen. She's in her mid thirties, stays at home, income of over six years and around kids. She's you know very focused on looking stylish, including her home. She likes to travel, but really focuses on her family. Shopping for the best price and hitting that clearance rack often. So if you're a marketer, know that her friends influence her a ton. So does the store environment. And what she sees in magazines also affect what she buys. So she's reading things in shape and people and parenting and traditional home. She's online also at iVillage, Disney, and Expedia. She's watching HGTV, TLC, and Food Network, Fox News, VH1, Disney, and Nickelodeon. Well, my guest today knows a lot about uh, my coach queen, the mom, Lolita Carrico. She's the original founder of ModernMom.com, one of the first of the mommy sites out there back in 2001 when she founded it. It became really huge. She sold it, and she established MyGloth. Dot com. We're going to be hearing from Lolita as a pioneer in the Word of Mom space about what she's watching these days, what trend she's looking for, and what she can share with you about mom. More from Purse Strings in just a moment.
0: Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
3: webmasterradio.fm keeping you out of rush hour traffic
0: Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman here's your host Maria Retan.
1: Joining me today is Lolita Carrico. She's the original founder of ModernMom.com and MyGloss.com, and she's truly a pioneer in the word of mom space. Um, Gosh, she's got 15 years of experience in PR and marketing, technology, and digital media industries. Lolita began her career consulting with brands such as Shopzilla and Launch.com, as well as the digital arms of entertainment brands like Bravo, TV, and AMC. The networks and today uh, with my gloss and others she works with a variety of startups and established brands working with them to create and execute effective marketing communication strategies and I'm thrilled to have you on the show today welcome to the program
2: thank you thank you for having me
1: well tell us a little bit about gloss network for women or um, mygloss.com.
2: Um, well, I launched MyGloss.com almost four years ago now um, I after I had sold com, and it really is just an extension of, um, you know, an online magazine for women. My history with Modern Mom obviously was very focused on motherhood and um, women with young children and, after i sold modern mom you know i founded modern mom because i was a new mom and sort of my gloss was sort of the next phase for me as a woman my kids are older and so i you know my needs have changed a little bit um so with a broader focus on women but still um you know bringing quality content and um advice for busy women and most recently now we're sort of you know continuing to evolve with the times and are adding um some new social um commerce sort of opportunities and and rethinking the way we work with brands as you know online space continues to evolve
1: oh and it does doesn't it, it evolves i think almost every minute there's always something new happening exactly. I mean, it's it's hard to keep up some days. I, I honestly, I don't know how you do it. Um, clearly, you said you've evolved. You evolved. You sold Modern Mom. You evolved to My Glosses. You evolved as a mother. What was the reaction in the marketplace? Do you feel like you were filling a niche in the marketplace that maybe was an unmet need, or maybe you brought a different perspective to it?
2: Um, with Modern Mom? No, with, with My, my
1: gloss. gloss. With My Gloss. I-
2: yeah, I think so. You know, there are so much the spaces is, is the women's space online is obviously so much more crowded than when I launched Modern Mom. You know, Modern Mom was among the first, you know, four websites for moms when we launched it in 2001. Um so, you know, launching a women's site in 2009, you know, was nothing new and I don't, you know, so I don't think we necessarily um, you know, were doing anything new and outside of the box, but I did want to have a focus on Quality how-to content and tips for women because I think as you know online content evolved and there's so many sites and blogs you know targeting women something that I found was really happening was that the content the quality of content was going down um, and you know you would find a lot of duplicate information or just not the kind of information it was difficult with the increasing. Um, traffic in the space to find quality content and what you're looking for. So I launched Gloss really to hopefully fill the niche of helping women get the tips and advice that they need quickly and get the right information. So I think so. And I think now what we're trying to do is sort of um, obviously, you know, we're advertising sponsorship based. And so what we're trying to do now is really fill a niche not only for consumers, but for brands and rethinking the way we can work with brands and have them engage with um, our audience. So I think, you know, now the new sort of um, evolution of MyGloss.com, it definitely fills a niche, um, not only for consumers, but I think for brands.
1: I know it's crazy to think that Modern Mom, I mean, was one of four back in 2001. It feels like 2001 was just yesterday in some regards. And in other regards, when you look at the number of mom-focused sites out there, it feels like forever ago. I know, you know, you founded it back in 2001. You developed, launched, grew it, and ultimately sold that property. I'm curious what you learned along the way that really helped you establish Gloss.
2: I think the, the most important thing I learned, you know, as we talked about earlier, this space, you know, evolves, you know, minute to minute, daily. So, really being flexible and, you know, having the foresight to really kind of plan and see what is next and staying on top of it because especially as the space got more and more crowded you know when I launched modern mom like we said there're only like you said there are only four of us in the space you know it wasn't that you know you, you didn't have that much competition um, but as mom bloggers and more you know content sites for women came into the picture you, you really did have to evolve and stay fresh so I think when I launched gloss, that's really the main thing i wanted to do not only offer quality content but always be looking forward as to you know how to continue to evolve the site and and stay you know ahead of the curve as far as what's next so i think um you know the most important thing is to be flexible You know, if you have a business plan, you know, it's going to change.
1: (laughs) Yeah, clearly it will definitely adapt and probably for the better. I know you get tapped a lot for your expertise in the space, um, not only with the work that you're doing with MyGloss, but as a member of Nielsen's Power Mom Advisory uh, Council. And then, of course, you have your own blogging columns and media interviews, and, um, you know, I know you've said before that you consult with many major brands um, who are really seeking to connect with that mom market. I'm curious, from your expert perspective, what are the pluses and minuses of going direct to moms?
2: Oh, there are so many pluses. You know, moms are, you know, all the research, and there's so much, you know, to back up that moms are the primary um, you know, spenders and decision-makers in the household as far as, you know, everything from buying cars to food, etc. So, you know, and they're very powerful. They're the most active online. They're the most active users of social media. Um, they're the most active mobile users. So, um, you know, the benefits of engaging with moms is, you know, huge, especially for brands. But I think the, the most important thing, you know, which is sort of, which is why I work with brands is to do it in ways that are meaningful and make sense and, you know, win-win for both brands and moms because they're very savvy. And, you know, it's no no secret that they're desired um, for attention from brands and products. And so I think, um, you know, the pluses are huge if you have a loyalty, if you build up loyalty among moms, um, But as far as negatives go, I guess, you know, you have to be authentic. You have to be smart in the way you're reaching out to moms because more than ever, you know, word of mouth is huge among moms. And now more than ever, they can spread that word faster than wildfire. So, um, you know, I think brands are doing a great job of engaging moms, um, you know, in all their media. um, But I think, you know, it's just really important to be mindful of reaching out authentically.
1: Yeah, and I, I absolutely agree with you because moms can smell a fake a mile away. <laughs> They're attuned to exactly. that for sure. <laughs> they have their radar up exactly. at all times, their BS radar.
2: Well, Exactly. You know, I, I know. So, also, you, I think it's... No, no go, go ahead. Um, I I also think that, you know, once you do engage properly with moms, you know, loyalty is huge. So I think, again, there's, it's very exciting that there's so many amazing ways to connect with moms now, and I think that you know, done properly, it, it really increases loyalty and the lifetime value of you know engaging with mom.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, once you've secured her loyalty. My gosh, you've got a friend for life. You just want to make sure you you keep that friendship up, friendship up too. You know, keeping that maintenance up uh, with her as well, because you don't want to suddenly engage her, right, Lolita, and then and then drop her afterwards. Exactly yeah well we're going to take a quick break and when we come back i do want to talk about other ways to engage mom there are more than ever before including things like uh, pinterest and of course facebook so more from lolita when we return in just a moment
0: okay time for something we can all relate to shopping her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers
3: Rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. webmasterradio.fm Get addicted. Get ahead.
0: Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan,
1: And we're back. I've been speaking today with Lolita Carrico. She's the founder of ModernMom.com and she went, built it up to a a mega site and then sold it off and has established MyGloss.com and of course Lolita is a pioneer in the word of mom space and we've been talking about uh, connecting with mom and driving her loyalty and lolita right before we took a break you talked about how now there are millions of ways to connect direct with mom and i know pinterest has been huge we know youtube has taken on kind of a life of its own and of course Facebook which is I feel like um, we can't get away from Facebook do you feel (laughs) that these tools do work well and do you think some work better than others when connecting brands with with a mom consumer
2: I do I think they work really well again the trick is to um, engage properly you know using these various channels I personally love pinterest it's my favorite new um you know social network because i I find it extremely useful and i what i love about pinterest is it's you know most a, a mom's dream because not only can you find information and share information because moms love to share and find and spread the word but you can also organize all that information so i love it i think it's you know huge for brands um Specifically, I think food brands are doing really well on Pinterest. Um, I know that that's a lot of what I follow on Pinterest for recipes. And then again, just the ability to organize um, the information you find in meaningful ways that make sense to you um, it is what is huge about Pinterest. So I think that um, Pinterest is a really important one. And I do think, you know, even though Facebook is everywhere and there's so much going on, um, We specifically at Gloss have, you know, have invested a lot in in Facebook Um, recently as I was talking about um, how we're really trying to figure out, you know, how to incorporate social into the mix. And I think that, you know, Facebook is going to continue to be huge and is very, very important um, in the marketing strategies for brands, um, especially with, you know, reaching out to women. I don't think, I, you know, everyone from my mother who barely can use her cell phone, you know, to everyone I know is on Facebook. And I think that speaks a lot to the power of the platform and um, so many brands are seeing success there. So I think Pinterest and Facebook currently, I think, are, you know, important must-have networks for brands to be involved with, you know, and, and to have a smart marketing strategy around how to connect with consumers using those two platforms.
1: I'm sure you probably look for great examples of you know brands connecting over Facebook and brands connecting over Pinterest. You probably consult with brands that you think have um, together you've collectively brought forth some really great work across those platforms. Would you mind sharing an example?
2: Sure um someone that I don't work with that I think is doing a phenomenal job on Pinterest is chubani um the Greek yogurt brand, Um, they have really done an amazing job on Pinterest of not only, you know, garnering a huge base of fans, but providing amazing information of how to use Greek yogurt in, you know, in foods, and they have, you know, really relevant information, great recipes, um, and you see a lot of engagement. Um, And and I think as a result, a lot of people you know, are using the brand because Greek yogurt is still sort of, you know, new to a lot of consumers and people don't know how many uses there are for it. It's, you know, it's not just, you know, a yogurt, you know, breakfast food. And so I think they're doing an amazing job um, using Pinterest. Um, uh, and one of my favorite then, products. Scar- too. <laughs> it's one is it, of my yeah, favorite I mean, pro- Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm a huge Greek. It. I love it, too. And, um, the, the, again, you know, it's just amazing how well they've been able to show the diversity of their product through Pinterest. So I think they're a great case study um, for that. Um, as far as Facebook goes, we are working currently with um, Clocks, who I think is doing an amazing job on Facebook. They are um, currently running a campaign as a sponsor of OU, which is O Magazine, Oprah's Magazine's um event here in Los Angeles next, or this month, later this month, now that it's October, and they are really engaging um, Oprah fans and Clorox fans um, to drive them to Facebook to, you know, play games and, and learn more about not only Clorox products, but, you know, win a trip to Los Angeles, and they've been really successful, again, in figuring out ways to meaningfully connect with consumers, because, you know, Clorox products are, you know, bathroom products, so it's not like... Um, so, you know, you need to be smart about the way you're marketing um, in order to connect to the consumer. And I think they're doing an amazing job on Facebook with that.
1: Great examples. And and two name brands, too, that I think people really resonate with people. I, I know, too, a lot of brands are out there trying to connect via mobile, um, feel like moms using a ton of smartphones tablets. I mean those tools are great ways for her to stay in touch, stay organized, give you know create entertainment and education. What should brands be doing to make sure they're in front of moms in in the mobile space?
2: Um, mobile is huge for moms. you know it's quickly becoming the first screen for moms as opposed to the second screen, like the computer is the first screen or the TV, but really mobile your mobile phone or, or tablet, is your first screen especially for moms so I think you know it's a very important um, it, you know it's a very important strategy for brands to reach to moms on mobile but I think you know being mindful of when she's on her smartphone or on her tablet you know moms are busy and they're always on the go but it, most specifically if you're having if you're putting together a, a mobile, plan, um, be mindful of what she's actually doing. You know, she's not going to be watching a long-form video, you know, on her mobile mm-hmm. device. You know, anything that helps her organize and do things while she's on the go, you know, apps that make her life easier, organizing things, etc., I think are really important. And I think local is really important um, for mobile. So even if you're a big brand, figuring, figuring out some sort of a local strategy where it's, you know, to help her find a place to to buy your product or how to make her, her, you know, engage on a local level, I think is important because local is a big part of mobile. Yeah, good, good
1: point. Well, we're going to wrap up, but before we leave, I'm just curious. What top three trends are you kind of keeping your eyes on these days, Lolita?
2: Um, top three trends, I think for me personally, education and um and forward progress and movement as far as digital technology with education is important to me, not only because of my children, but I think it's an exciting space and folks like Khan Academy and others that are really revolutionizing um, the way we teach our children um, using technology I think is really exciting and I think important for moms and, you know, brands to be mindful of. Um, Definitely mobile, as we just touched on. You know, constantly evolving, just like the digital media and internet space. You know, evolved. Mobile is going to continue to evolve very quickly, and so definitely keeping up on that. And then I think, you know, the the last part, um, the third trend, which is really important to me and something that I'm focusing on, um, with my gloss and with my consulting, is the idea of social commerce and how um, to how brands can you know use social in ways um, to increase revenue.
1: Those are great. Lolita, thanks so much for being on the program today. I was going to drive everybody to lolitacarico.com. Is that the best place for them to connect with you?
2: Absolutely.
1: Wonderful. And you can also follow her on Twitter at Lolita. And Thank you, Lolita, again, for being on the program, and you can also check her out on Facebook. Thanks to my producer, George, and join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one.